causes us to be on our knees or or to to dance, but it's a response to what the Holy Spirit is doing on the inside of us. And he's here today. My plan, and in the first service, we preached on the power of the Holy Spirit. And if God wills, I'll, I'll share with you a couple things about that. But when God shows up in his power, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Power. So what do we need in our life? Power to overcome them. The Holy Spirit has come upon us today. And I want to be sensitive to that. I don't want to move before it's time to move. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit wants to touch you in your life. I want to invite you to do something with me for a moment. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you just to lift your hands. Not yet. In just a moment. And I'm going to ask you just to say a few simple words with me. Holy Spirit, touch me. Holy Spirit, touch me. Touch me with your power, with your love, your understanding. Heal things in my heart and my life that are broken. Pastor Chris has been prophesying to you through the keys and and. And through his words, I know we haven't been singing a song per se, but there's something dwelling up in him that is a prophetic word for you this morning. And so as he said things, and he's spoken things, he has released things in the atmosphere today through the power of the Holy Spirit to, to change things. So we're going to pray for that to, to happen right now. Whatever it is, we're going to call it done. And I just want you to receive. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands, and I'm going to ask that you just receive. We're going to say, fill me, Holy Spirit. Touch me, Holy Spirit. And then I just want you to breathe in the presence of God. Just breathe in the presence of God and breathe out the troubles that you've been going through. Breathe out the, the fights that you've had. Breathe out the, 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 the problems that you're facing. So we breathe in the Holy Spirit and we breathe out the things that God wants to, to, to remove from us. If you will. You don't have to, but if you will. I invite you to lift your hands with me for just a moment. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. I receive you. I receive. I receive your power. I receive your power. Touch me right now. Touch me, Jesus. Now just breathe in. Just breathe in. Just breathe in. And breathe out the things you've been facing, the troubles, the problems. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. We breathe in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We receive you today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, oh hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what I want to do this morning. I want to change the order of the service, if that's okay. And uh, I want you to remain in the same atmosphere. Ron, if you'll help me. I want to dive right into the Word, and I want to share with you, give you some understanding about what's happening right now. Because the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But if you don't know the truth, it can't help you. So I want to just share with you a couple, th- three quick points, and then we're, gonna, we're going to move on with our service. So have, just be seated right where you are, Pastor Chris, if you'll stay with me. Just stay right in this atmosphere this morning. If God is touching you, just let Him touch you. But I, I want to share with you and give you some understanding. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, I just quoted it to you. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Jesus said to us, I am the door. Jesus wasn't the end, he was the door. What would it be like if I invited you to my home? And I made a big to-do about you coming over to my house and visiting me. And you came all the way and you knocked on my front door. And I opened the door, but I didn't let you in. I said, just wait right here. Let's hang out and talk for a minute. And there's a whole house waiting. I've got dinner cooked. I've got uh, some, some light jazz going on the radio. And wonderful atmosphere. But we have to sit here at the door. That would make no sense, would it? I would invite you in. I want you to come through the door to experience what's there in, in the, my home, the, the meal that I cooked for you, the atmosphere that we've created, the fellowship that I want to have for you. So if we stop at Jesus, we're missing all of this that God has for us. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand today three points. First of all, the Holy Spirit is the gift that gives. Without taking the time to go into all of the Greek, the word used here is dorea and it literally translates the gift that gives. So the Holy Spirit is a wonderful gift to you and I. It it is literally the Spirit of God. God Himself dwelling on the inside of us. It it is God in all of His omnipotence, in all of His omniscience, in all of His goodness and His greatness and His power and His glory and, and everything. It's dwelling on the inside of us. What an incredible gift that the same God that created the heavens and the earth, that created man, that created everything, said, I want to come dwell in you. What a wonderful gift. My mother and father-in-law live 
uh, just south of Dallas. They pastor a church there, and every now and then they get to come home or, or come down, and we love to surprise our kids and not tell them that they're coming. And so as a gift to them, there's a knock on the door. They, I say, go open the door, and the kids go open the door, and Poppy and Nana are standing at the door, and they get to spend some time with them. What a wonderful gift that is. But at Christmas, we surprise them, and the same thing happens. We don't tell them. There's a knock on the door. The kids open the door. And their grandparents are standing there. Poppy and Nana are standing there. And they're so excited. Their gift is here. But you know something great about the gift on this day? Is it's Christmas. So not only are they a gift, but they are a gift that brings gifts. So they showed up with presents. And they start passing out presents and passing out gifts. And they start, and the kids are opening things and they're so excited. Why? Because the gift brought them gifts. And the Holy Spirit is the same way. He is a gift, but he is also a gift that brings gifts with him. So it leads me to this question. If he is the gift that gives, what does he give? Acts chapter 1 verse 8, I just read it to you, tells us. He gives us power. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I want you to understand something. We, we receive salvation when we give our heart to Jesus. When we confess with our mouth and believe on him, we, we receive salvation. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, now you receive power. Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go. Why? Because he knew that when I go, you can receive the Holy Spirit and power. So the Holy Spirit gives power. Second thing I want you to know today, very simply, the Holy Spirit gives power. This is explosive power. This is miraculous power. This is power to see miracles in your life. It's the same Greek word from which we derive the word dynamite. So you get dynamite power in your life. So you ask the question, well, did it happen? You see in Acts chapter 2 that they did signs and wonders. In Acts chapter 3, the lame man was healed. In Acts chapter 5, let me read a couple of verses to you. And through the hands of the apostles, verse 12, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Signs and wonders. You ask, what are signs and wonders? Signs and wonders are simply miracles with a purpose. Miracles with a purpose. Reach down here and look in verse 14. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a great multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Two things I want you to note here. When the power of the Holy Spirit is present, all were healed. All were healed. All were healed. Whatever, it didn't matter what it was, they were all healed. Whatever they needed, they were healed. Whatever was going on, they were healed. When the power of the Holy Spirit showed up. 
verse 14 and 15, he says something very incredible, very, very, very powerful for me and you. He says that people were coming from surrounding cities and from all over the place, and they were laying out the sick and the lame and those in need of a touch from God. They were laying them out on couches and on beds, lining the street, so that just the shadow of Peter might touch them and they would be healed. I don't know if you can see my shadow on the floor right here, but there is no power in my shadow, right? It's just the fact that the light is shining on me from here and casting a darkness or a shadow on the ground. But there was so much Holy Spirit power resident in Peter that if they could just get close enough, if they could just get in his presence for just a... If they could just get close enough that his shadow would pass... Not Peter, but the Holy Spirit in Peter would heal them. You remember the, the lady who pressed her way through the crowd. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, speaking of Jesus, I know that I would be made whole. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. If we can just get close. But here's the thing about Peter. Peter was as, as, as prone to getting things right as he was as prone to getting things wrong. In one conversation, Jesus says to him, My God, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but it must have been my Father in heaven. And then it just turns right around and says something stupid, and Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. In one moment, Peter says, Jesus, if that is you walking on the water, bid me to come to you. And Jesus says, come. And so he steps out and he's doing something absolutely incredible. One of only two men in the history of the world that we know have walked on water. And Peter takes a few steps out on the water. But then as he's doing the miraculous, he loses faith in what he's currently doing. And he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he begins to sing. uh, Peter falls asleep in two of the most important events in the life of Jesus. On the Mount of Transfiguration, if Jesus is, is being literally transformed in front of his eyes, Peter is sleeping. And then in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus is begging someone to pray with him, knowing what was coming, needing his disciples, needing Peter to be with him, he fell asleep. Three times he fell asleep. On that same night, a few hours earlier, Peter said these words, even if all should deny you, I would never deny you. And yet, before the night was over, he denied Jesus three times. Peter wasn't at the cross. As his Savior, as his God, as his Master, as his Everything was hanging there. Peter wasn't there. He was out doing what he shouldn't have been doing. He was out denying Jesus. And yet. They were lining the streets just a few days later. Laying those that needed healing out. So that just his shadow might touch them and heal them. Why do I say all that to you? Because you have to understand that you can't do enough to earn the Holy Spirit. He's a gift. And he's free. And it wasn't the goodness of Peter that healed them. It was the power of the Holy Spirit at work in his life. 
And that same Holy Spirit power, that same Holy Spirit that was resident in the life of Peter, the same Holy Spirit that descended and remained upon Jesus can fill your life. And when you pray, you can pray with power. When you pray, things happen. When you believe for healing, healing takes place. When you ask for a miracle, a miracle happens. Why? Because the same Holy Spirit is here today. So the Holy Spirit is the gift that gives. And the Holy Spirit gives power. But the question then becomes... What does that power look like? How is that power evident? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, Paul writes to the church at Corinth, and he gives them a list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This word is a different word for gifts here. It's the word charisma. And it means a special endowment of power. They're available to you and I. Here's the list. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But the one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to, distributing to each one individually as he wills. It's a special endowment of power, and it's manifested in these ways. Nine things. We call them the, the nine extraordinary gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I write this down. Take the... Take circle this scripture and go back and study them uh, more. I won't have time to cover everything today, but here's what I want you to understand. You take an electrical outlet. Nod your head at me if you have an electrical outlet in your home. Nod your head if you pay your energy bill. Okay. If you, if you pay your energy bill, you have an electrical outlet, a 110 outlet, there is power Assuming the breaker is on and everything is run correctly, there is power coming to that plug. It's there. It's resident. It's waiting. But how that power, how that electricity is manifested depends upon what you plug into it. You can plug a lamp into it, turn it on, and you'll get what? Light. You can plug, ladies, your hair dryer into it, and you turn that hair dryer on, and it's going to start blowing hot air at your head or the dog, whichever one. You could plug in your toaster, put some bagels in there, pop it down, and suddenly the coils in that, post, that toaster are going to heat up and it's going to cook your bread. Why? Because the power that was resident in the plug is made manifest in whatever you plug into it. So here's what Paul is telling us right here. It's the same power of the Holy Spirit. It's all the same. Same electricity in the wall. Same thing that does it all. But it's up to you what you want to plug into it. And what you plug into it depends upon what you need. Ladies, if you need to fix your hair, you're not going to plug in a toaster. You plug in a hair dryer. If you need to cook some toast, you're not going to plug in your hair dryer and try to 
melt your butter on top of it. You plug in a toaster. If you need to keep things cool, you plug in your refrigerator. You don't plug in a floor heater. You plug in whatever you need, and it's manifested. That, that power helps you with whatever you need. Paul said, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're made manifest in these ways. And he gives us the nine extraordinary gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when you plug into the same Holy Spirit, you don't have to get a different Holy Spirit. You don't have to go get a new plug. No, no, no. You just say, Holy Spirit, I need you. And you activate these gifts that you have access to. Paul wrote to Timothy and, and he said to stir up the gifts of God which are on, the, are on the inside of you through their laying on of hands. They're there. When you receive the Holy Spirit, they're there. You just have to stir them up. You just have to plug them in. I, I wonder if... If we've been begging God to do something for us, but we haven't plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit, and therefore nothing is changing. We're standing there with a hairdryer and the plug hanging down to the ground, wondering why it won't work. And God's saying, just plug into the Holy Spirit. Just, just plug it in. Just plug it in. Just plug it in. Just plug it in. Just be filled. Just receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Receive it in your life. And when you do, now when you pray, you'll pray with power. Now when you ask, you'll ask with power. Now when you believe, you'll believe with power. Now you'll see something happen. Word of wisdom, seeing and understanding the right thing to do. Word of knowledge, supernaturally seeing or knowing a portion of a person's life, history, or current situation. The gift of faith uh, is the faith of God deposited in you. It's actually receiving the faith of God, not just the faith that you have in your own life. The gift of healing. This is physical, emotional, relational, or mental. Healing according to the, the supernatural power of God. The working of miracles. The ability to perform supernatural acts by the power of God. The gift of prophecy. Supernatural ability to receive a message from God to edify, exhort, comfort, or uplift the body of Christ or an individual believer. The discerning of spirits. The ability to see spirits and demonic influences. But basically the ability to see what is of God and what is not God. The gift of tongues, a supernatural language by which our spirit communicates with God. It's been called the perfect prayer and it edifies the body of Christ. The interpretation of tongues, supernatural ability to make tongues a clear message to all that are present, to edify, exhort, and comfort the body of Christ. You have access to these gifts. You're going through life and, and life is not always black and white. If, you, if you're watching at home, it's not, it's, we live in gray a lot of times. I was, have, I was talking with some people this week, and I was having to make a decision. And neither of my options were good. And so I made this statement, and maybe you've made, it, made this statement before. I said, I'm choosing between the lesser of two evils. Have you ever said something like that? I'm choosing between two bad options, and I'm just trying to choose the best one. Because life is not always simple and clean. And so... We need wisdom as we go through. And here is what Paul writes and what the Holy Spirit promises. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the power to receive a word of wisdom to lead you and guide you in your life. Making major decisions, you need a word of wisdom. You need a word of wisdom. You need a healing. You need physical, emotional, relational healing. Power of the Holy Spirit. You just plug in the gift of healing. It's right here in the Word of God. I didn't make it up. I read it to you right here from 1 Corinthians. He, he said it. He spoke it. it. You have access to it. 
but you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You, you only have access to these gifts when you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want things to happen when I pray. I want to see miracles. I, I want to see healing. I want to see things change. Receive the Holy Spirit and stir up the gifts of God. Now it gets a little easier to understand why Jesus said that it was to our advantage that he go away so that he could send the Holy Spirit because when Jesus was here, he was the one walking around doing all the miracles. But now Jesus said, if I go away, the same power that's in me, you don't have to wait on me to do it. You just you, you get filled with the Holy Spirit and then it's in you and you can stir up the gifts and activate it and put it to use in your life. Stir up the gifts. If you need healing, stir it up. If you need insight, stir up the gift. If you, need, uh, if you need help with your kids, stir up the gift. If you need a miracle, stir up the gift. Paul, when he said stir up the gift, he wasn't referring to the person of the Holy Spirit. He was re- referring to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit is not an old man sitting in a chair in the corner that's about half asleep that you've got to go kick him to wake him up and get him moving. The Holy Spirit is not an old jukebox that you got to deposit a quarter in to get a song playing. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is exactly who He says He is. So when we learn the names of the Holy Spirit, we understand the character of the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do. So the Bible says the, 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 the Holy Spirit is the helper. You don't have to beg Him to help you. He wants to help you. You don't have to beg Him to comfort you. He is the comforter. He wants to comfort you. You don't have to uh, beg Him to reveal truth in your life. He is the Spirit of truth. But what we have to do is stir up the gifts of God which are already in us when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Stir up means to kindle afresh or to keep in full flame. So apparently we can have the gifts resident, but the flame has all but gone out. Like, like a fire that's dying out and is being smothered out. But you've got to go and stir the coals. You've got to go move it around. You've got to go put another log on the fire. You've got to stir it up. You've got to put it in action. You've got to put it in motion. You see, there are people in this room that have never had the gifts of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. You've never felt it. You've never known it. You never experienced it. And there are others that your flame is about dead. It's just about gone out. There's no power in your life. There's no power in your prayers. Nothing changes. Nothing moves. Maybe you're about to give up on God and about to give up on praying because nothing ever seems to happen when you pray. Stir up the gift today. Stir up the gifts of God which are on the inside of you. That's what God is doing today. He's stirring up the gifts in us. Whatever you need, the power that you need, it's available to you. Here's what I want to do right where you are. I want to pray for you. That God would stir up the gifts in your life. It is wonderful. It it is totally biblical. The Bible tells us in James uh, to, to come and get the elders and pray with the elders. That's, that's totally, we, we believe that, we practice that, we open these altars every week for you to come and let us pray with you. But it doesn't have to be that way all the time. Because the truth of the Word of God says that the power is resident in you. So you can stir it up for yourself. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't have anybody to go to, so he had to encourage himself. You know, there are times in your life when you can't get a prayer partner on the phone, you can't get a pastor on the phone or an elder on the phone. Don't worry, you didn't need them. Maybe God blocked your call to them because he wanted you to stir up the gifts in your own life.
I want to pray for you. That if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, you would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the, that you would stir up the gifts of God inside of you. If you need a miracle, if you need a healing, if you need a word of wisdom or any, anything uh, in that list that I named, if you've got a situation going on in your life, maybe you need help in your finances, maybe you need help in your business, maybe you need help in your marriage, uh, maybe you're praying uh, for someone else in your life, whatever it is, if you need God, would you just slip your hands up? If you're watching at home, just slip your hands up. I know there's no one around, just walk up, just slip your hand up really quickly. Now I want you to say this with me. I stir up the gifts of God. The power of the Holy Spirit. Move in my life. Do what you promised. The miraculous. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for every need and every person that's here today whose that's hand is lifted. Those that are watching at home and those that are in this room. Lord, you can do them in a moment what I couldn't do in a lifetime. Holy Spirit, you know every need. You know every detail. You know what's going on. You know the ins and outs, the, the, the problems. You know the roots. Not just the symptoms, not just the things we think we're dealing with. Father, you know everything. And I'm asking you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, to move right now. Cause things to shift and change. I release healing right now, the gift of healing. Terry, if you're watching online right now, I release the gift of healing into your life. I release the gift of healing right now. The power of the Holy Spirit. If you need faith, you're running out. The faith of God deposited into you right now. Just receive the faith of God. You need a miracle, receive it right now. Healing in your marriage, healing in a relationship, healing in your heart. Just receive it right now, the power of the Holy Spirit. God's at work. Stir up the gifts. I thank you for it right now. Amen. Amen. Now, every person in this room, every person watching online, we have a decision to make. You can walk out of this room and leave the Holy Spirit here, leave the power of the Holy Spirit here, or you can take him with you. The Holy Spirit is at work in me, and I, I, I believe that when I pray for you, things are going to happen. But you don't have to wait on me. You can take it with you, because I, I, I'm going to come back and, and finish up this message, but the power has a purpose, and it's not just for this room. Is to take it into your life and impact your world. That now when you pray, you're praying with power. Now that when you speak a word to someone, you're, you're speaking with the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to wait on me. You can go be exactly who God has called you to be. Will you do that? It's up to you. I, I, I can't do it for you. I can't receive the Holy Spirit for you. I can't take him with me, with, with you. I, I, I can only take him with me. I can only stir up the gifts in my life. And what will you do? 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for all that you've done in this service today. You just came and messed up what we had planned, didn't you, Jesus? And that's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just close your eyes for a moment? Let's just worship God. Fresh wind, 
here's what we want to do. We're going to have a soft ending today. Uh, and I'm going to open these altars in just a moment for a very specific need. Before you go, I, I want to bless you and, and uh, ask you. Our, our ushers will be standing at the back with buckets if you'd like to uh, be a part of giving in back to God today when you're tithing your offering and sowing back into the kingdom of God. I know this is out of the norm from what we normally do. It's not the usual. But don't forget to put God first in your life. Don't forget as God has touched you and He's blessed you to respond to Him. Sign up for youth camp. Pastor Renee will be here next week. It's going to be a wonderful time. But here's what I'm going to pray for. And then you can slip out as you want to. We're going to stay in worship and pray as long as you want. Here's what I'm going to do. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another language, I want to pray for you today. We're going to take just a moment. God's going to touch you. He's here. It won't take but just a moment. And you can receive the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask my pastors and elders to come and turn and face you. And I'm, I don't want you to pray with them yet. But if you want to be filled or refilled. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John were out doing the work of the Lord. But they came back in and they, they got to praying with their people. And they, they must have been a little dry. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit showed up, shook the room, and filled them again. Sometimes we just need a fresh touch. Today is a good day for that. So if you want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what we've been talking about, we've got lots more to talk about, but today is a good day.